0: I think that code was an interesting business opportunity that most of the carriers didn't take full advantage of. Davis, with I all,
1: love where you're going. Tell me more.
0: So, with all of the places like airports and like downtown cities being basically deserted wastelands, this is the perfect time to do construction for cell sites plopping up to get millimeter wave deployed, get fiber ran, because you don't have to worry about all the traffic and like you know getting the permit to jam all these like roads and stuff like that, like. Basically, what I'm getting at is like T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T should have all took this a chance to get their millimeter wave as many places as possible. Then worked
1: on mid-band, then did low-band. Interesting. And, so you, I, you uh, I'll use the layer cake analogy. You like cutting down from the top first, like hitting that millimeter wave, then building out for the C-band spectrum, and then doing low-band last.
0: Yeah, I think that would have been more um, beneficial, and if you would have did it in that sequence, then, you know, as you got more people on the 5G devices, then it makes a more beneficial difference. Because, like, right now, I think there's only, like – I think the last statistic I saw was, like, only, like, 6% of people – have a phone that could support 5G, a plan that has 5G included and actually make use of it. It's like 6% or something like that in the U.S. Yeah. Which means that all the spectrum that's being used right now, you know, like Band 41, for example, on 5G, as awesome as it is on our speed test, it's kind of a waste. It would have been better used and better served on LT right now relieving congestion on T-Mobile's horrendous LT network hmm. than it is being on 5G right now, where very few people can use it. and had T-Mobile just left it alone, Band 41 was already deployed in a lot of places already, right? It's not like they just like expanded their coverage, right? All they did was they converted and integrated into the native T-Mobile network. Whereas with my approach, T-Mobile would have densified and got capacity in places they didn't otherwise have.
1: So well, yeah, with your approach, they're making meaningful improvements with their approach. I, I don't know, my hot take to your hot take is with T-Mobile's approach, they made it so if you actually got a 5G device, you could potentially get a noticeable, noticeable improvement. I think in some areas their coverage has improved and in areas like my hometown in Longmont, I'm seeing N41 and suddenly getting like, you know, instead of 100 megs at my house over LTE, like 300 megs over N41. But my counter hot take to that as we clearly
0: seen is that performance isn't that remarkable to me because AT&T, LTE, (laughs) Is getting that kind of speeds, right? It goes back to the whole skinny channels be skinny channels things, right? Like if T Mobile yeah. did 60 by 60, band 41, I guarantee you within the margin of like 10%, the promise would have been the same. And the only difference, only difference
1: would be latency. And that's it oh and and i get a nice little shiny 5g icon in the top of my phone
0: right but my my point is is this it's it's a lot easier to flip things around on those macro sites because the infrastructure is already in place right it's just a matter of getting the person out there replacing the panels and so forth unless it was a complete like rip and replace right need to do back and stuff like that whereas like 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 think about when a foot like think about when an airport's super busy right 365 days out of the year how do you do that without causing interruption to everybody there right how do you get full access? Like, literally, it was like a desert. There was no one there. So you had open rain. It's like a, it's like being in a kid's playground all by yourself. You had to do whatever you wanted. If you needed to run fiber, you needed to run, you know, Ethernet cables, whatever. It was open playhouse. Uh, I just feel like that would have been a really good opportunity for that. And, you know, it would have been a more linear progression like we've seen with other times too, right? Like when LT first rolled out, right? We saw it go to the city first for very obvious reasons, right? cities need the extra capacity, it gives the most benefit to the most people, and it, the infrastructure's typically easier to get put in place, right? And then you expand out into rural, right? And I feel like this 5G deployment's been a little bit interesting, you know? We've been seeing,
1: we've been seeing them just trying to get the
0: icon without actually doing the meaningful improvements that come with it.
1: Yeah, do you think the 5G deployments, or, or rather the marketing, and the flipping of the switch were all just too early across the board? Like, do you think Carrier should have waited, actually built out a robust 5G network, then hit that switch and been like, boom, here you go, you got 5G. Dennis, you're yes. nodding. This is an audio-only format. Can you oh, articulate? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes, yes. I
0: uh, I think we should have seen some weight, like, like. okay, here's the scoop. Um, I know 5G was interesting, but I feel like millimeter wave was like one of the first things that was like clearly understood. Like when before it even like made news headlines, right? Verizon, AT and T, T-Mobile, they should have been deploying millimeter wave, because that's that that really is the only way to get the the the, the all the promises that five G is going to bring, right? Like the ones that we've seen, right? So, you know, over these past two years, they should have been having that ready to rip. And like I said, with with T-Mobile, you know, as they were doing the integrations, it makes sense for them to do the N forty one, like that makes sense because they have to do it because of the merger. Like I understand that. But they shouldn't be ignoring the millimeter wave importance, which is what they're doing, right? They're completely ignoring it, and that's totally a piece of the puzzle and a very important one at that. Because even though mid-band has a lot of capacity to it, it's still not going to be a substitute for what millimeter wave can do, especially in dense places like airports. So, and then as far as low band is concerned, it's great for coverage. But it's
1: not a substitute for densifying the network, right? Right. You're you're literally just take. You're almost making it worse. I would say because you're splitting, uh, like with the way it's currently done, um, you're basically splitting the available spectrum between five G and LTE. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, effectively
0: speaking, yeah, with NSA. But more more so specifically, what I was getting at is like. If you're going to do it, you got to do it all. Like you got like you can't pick you can't pick a cherry out of it, right? You got to do it all. You got to do millimeter wave, you got to do mid-band, you got to do low band. They all have their important purposes for making the 5G experience happen. And right now, no carrier is doing it all. Like Verizon they're focusing on millimeter wave, which is good because they don't have C-band yet. I get it. And they're doing their NSA low band, which is detrimental in my opinion. AT&T doing NSA as well, but I mean you know, that's about it. And T-Mobile focusing heavy on mid-band,
1: focusing on their low-band, totally ignore millimeter wave. It is definitely interesting seeing the the different strategies play out. I think, yeah, T-Mobile trying to hit as many people as possible as quickly as possible to, I think it was all marketing hype. They wanted to be able to say, we have the best 5G network. We have the 5G network that covers the most people. And they did it is it going to be the best build out of the 5g network that we're going to see i think it's hard to say i mean we're waiting we're basically waiting because verizon and att literally can't use their mid-band spectrum right now like they just got it they're starting to test it and we'll hopefully start to see deployments end of this year early 2022 i think it's it's just going to be it's going to be hard to say um but I've, dennis
0: before we get off this topic i'll say this one more time T-Mobile has potential, but as in typical T-Mobile fashion, they're cutting corners. Places where they're adding in 41, they're not spending the money to improve the backhaul, which is wasted wasted potential spectrum to be utilized. Right, wasted capacity. Uh, Verizon, you know, they're they're doing Verizon stuff, right? Like they're doing things that people would be like, "Wow, this is real silly, right? What am I gonna do with millimeter wave on this one street corner?" But I have a feeling as it comes together with time, Verizon is going to end up being in a better position because they're doing the things right. They're adding the backup power supplies. They're running the fiber, their own fiber, not leasing it, running their own. And then AT&T, they've been in the biz since Bell Telephone. They got big wallets. They're not looking great right now. In fact, they're definitely the furthest behind. But we've seen what AT and T can do. Their LT T- their LT network speaks volumes on what they can do. So that that's my sentiment on that, and we'll leave it ambient. But right now, I'm not uh, not too uh, amped for T Mobile's marketing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's respectable, and they they always you know poke fun at Verizon and AT and T and do their own thing. Uh, the bottom line here, we got to wait and see. I'm excited either way. And uh, I think just want to quickly touch on your point earlier, Dennis, like I almost would have loved to have seen at t straight up not roll out 5G at all and just compared their LTE with like Verizon's low band 5G and T-Mobile's low band 5G and just completely smoked it. That would have been hilarious. Right? Like we didn't we didn't get NT- any like anti 5G marketing or like LCE versus 5G comparison. So and you know what's funny is if they did that, I think that would have had a big impression on the consumers. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we don't need 5G. Um and oh man. So either way, I think we should let's actually let's tie a nice little bow on this for now by ranking five G networks as we see them today, what we think they're gonna be in six months. And then as early twenty twenty one rolls around we can revisit this topic. What do you think, Dennis? How would you rank current 5G deployments? T-Mobile up top, just because they have more availability,
0: and you know, N41 is meaningful. It is a meaningful improvement where T-Mobile is doing it. Uh, then I would rank Verizon, just because they do have access to more millimeter wave than AT&T does, or at the very least, AT&T is not disclosing where it
1: is. And <laughs> it's then a- it's actually. Quick point here, it's impossible to find AT&T 5G. Like, you literally just wander around and hope you get it in your status bar. And then AT&T's
0: at the bottom, just because, again, like, it, I don't know where it is. We don't I mean, know where I, it is! Yeah. I mean, I, I'm connected to it in Pittsburgh, and it's fine, but,
1: like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you, Dennis. Where do you think we're going to be in six months with the networks? Verizon ATT AT&T are going to get their first parts of their C-band chunks, They're going to start testing those and deploying those. Where do you think the network's going to be six months from now? I think T-Mobile will still have a lead in availability,
0: but Verizon's network will very quickly reach parity uh, with T-Mobile in the places that matter most. And I think AT&T is going to be a little bit behind, but it doesn't really matter because they have such a good LTE network.
1: I think I agree with that. I'm honestly not sure what AT&T's 5G rollout timeline is going to be. I don't know if it really matters to their network. They said in their keynote presentation, it's at 70% capacity right now. Maybe they don't really need it. Um, but yeah, I think I think either way we can move on. Uh, the good news is, as you mentioned, Dennis, you know now is an opportune time to build out 5G. It sounds like Verizon has been doing that. They had a news release go out on May 27th that uh, they're now in more locations and they listed some there like the Jersey Shore and across Delaware beaches in Ocean City, Maryland in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, And Verizon, in my opinion, has one of the best coverage maps for truly outlining where their millimeter wave 5G is. So if you're interested in testing that out, um, then check out Verizon's post. We will, I'll link it in the comment section right now for those of you who are joining us live. And we'll also include this in the podcast show notes. If you just want to see if you get Verizon millimeter wave in your area. Let's move on. Uh, Dennis, next topic. I'm thinking 5G home internet in more cities. Let's talk about Verizon's 5G home internet. I've been impressed by it. Yeah. What have have you liked about it? Well, um it's It's actually usable. <laughs> okay. Uh, like what does that mean? Because you know we have T-Mobile home internet. I don't actually know if AT&T is a solution yet, but we've got those two as like the big ones right now. Like what do you mean by usable? Well, I mean, just like so like Sneed, right? You know our good friend Sneed, we've seen t- his experience with T-Mobile
0: internet, and I've been watching reviews about T-Mobile home internet and generally it feels like a beta product, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, mean I think Austin did a great job illustrating that, where he said if you restart the router, All your settings and preferences are completely reset and wiped off. Right, whereas Verizon's feels a little bit more refined, and in places where
0: Verizon's letting you have it, I mean, it's, by usable experience, I mean like, it looks like you're getting like at least 50 megabits per second, which, you know, I know that doesn't sound like crazy fast compared to probably a lot of people that listen to us, but that is a totally usable internet connection, especially if you're in like a rural part of America, you know what I mean? 100%,
1: 100%. So
0: so that's been cool. I like the box that they're doing it with. I think it just makes sense. And in uh, the places where you're able to actually connect the millimeter wave with it, it's insane. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a competition with fiber because fiber is the gold standard, but it's definitely cable-like And that, you know, you're getting those crazy fast download speeds, which is what most people care about, right? Most people are consumers, right? They're not content creators. And the upload speeds are also fairly usable. You know, you're, you're getting double digits, you know, 10 megabits plus.
1: And upload, my understanding is correct, is still over LTE, right? Because Verizon's right. not, they're not standalone 5G, so even with this 5G box and the amazing performance on the download side, you're still getting kind of slower upload speeds until that full core migration takes place. Is that correct? Right, yeah, is still the anchor for the upload, that's correct. Okay, um, okay. But I mean,
0: yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this as always i mean if you have a cable option i still think that having a fixed solution is better than a wireless solution unless unless that cable provider is just like really terrible maybe they're really really expensive and you can't afford them or um or maybe they are just poorly maintained in your area you know not every area has well-maintained cable networks then it's then it's a good option. It's a good alternative. It's competition. You know, you even if it was a bad product, it's always good to have more choices in this very limited choice market. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think something that is almost underrated is the installation of one of these devices, right? So if you get it from T Mobile, if you got T Mobile 5G or if you get Verizon 5G, you get your five G modem. It's a little box. You, you know, you pop your SIM card in it, or the SIM card comes pre installed, you plug it in you turn it on, you connect to it with an app on your phone or whatever. And within a couple taps, you're like kind of set up and ready to go. Um, and there's there's no drilling involved. Like It's like a little box you plug in. It's like uh, getting, I don't know, a, a good example might be like a, a game console, like a PlayStation. You plug it in, turn it on. Xbox, you plug it in, turn it on. Home internet, you plug it in, you turn it on, and you're pretty much good to go. Uh, and Dennis, how does this contrast your installation experience with getting fiber at your new home and uh, actually getting coax again how like how is this setup different what did you go through for uh, fiber? you you would ask me about my fires install it was not fun uh, the tech- so wait, 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 let me just get you didn't just get a box and plug it in
0: no <laughs> no that oh my god God, it was honestly up there as one as like it, it was a pretty bad installation experience. But um basically <clears throat> Verizon like- had a Verizon had to put an ONT on the outside back of my of my home. Uh, and then they needed to get power to it. So the guy literally had to drill into my house through
1: my washing room to use the outlet that was in my washroom. So, which so is let me not- get this straight. You've got a Verizon guy on site in your backyard he's like okay we got to get power to this thing so he takes a drill to your brand new side wall of the outside of your house and just starts going at it drilling through the wall and then he breaks through and busts into your laundry room to use an outlet there Mm -hmm. and so now is your laundry room just like extra drafty with this huge like it's probably not huge but this like hole inside of it I mean the hole's tiny. I mean the power cable's only like this big. But like
0: okay. but it's definitely not where I wanted the position. Like in my ideal world the box would be inside in my garage basement, but I guess that wasn't doable. <laughs> uh, and then and then I have a temp fiber line that's running i have a really good feeling that that fiber line is going to get ran over by a construction vehicle and i'm going to have no internet but yeah so the experience was definitely difficult uh and time consuming and stressful because the guy actually called me before my appointment asked if i could come up earlier and i did and he didn't come yeah it was a stressful experience we'll just put it that way and as far as comcast or coax connections are concerned uh, i know you're not going to believe me when i say this Stetson, but i have my own modem setting up my own modem is actually stupid easy like it's not something that's difficult. As long as the house is like wired, like my apartment is, it's not hard. It's literally just screw, screw, screw anywhere there's a coax outlet and making sure it's connected. Yeah. Very, very stupid easy. Um, so setting up cable, not that hard unless you need a tech, which obviously new house gonna need a tech. Um, but it's an old standard, so it's not like it's something that's like revolutionary. You know, you don't need power to a coax outlet, right? Like it's already being supplied from the node that the provider is using.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so interesting, Dennis. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, you get a box, you plug it in. Uh, Funny enough, it sounds like coax, like the, what was it? You got Comcast again, Mm -hmm. because you still have them, and you were just Mm -hmm. continuing that service and and switching addresses. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that was almost easier than the Fiber. Uh, Definitely
0: is, Uh, especially since um, Fios didn't use the conduit, they said, nope, we don't use that conduit. We're gonna do our own thing. Whereas the built like Comcast is actually gonna use the con, like it's already pre-ran. Like the builder already laid like the RJ59 cable or whatever it is that Comcast uses through conduit, so it's already in place. All the tech has to do is just hook me up to the tap, and I should be rocking and rolling. Like it is stupid easy, and that's one of the perks to an older tech. Obviously, there's downsides, right? Like I'm not getting symmetrical speeds and all that exciting stuff. But if we're talking about ease of installation it's not going to be rocket science here like it's stupid sure sure
1: all right well so first of all my condolences on the FiOS install i was excited about that you were excited about that not quite there yet i'm happy you have the coax as a backup if you had verizon's 5g home internet as an option uh would you consider that i mean would you have liked to have just gotten a box plugged it in and let's say you had millimeter wave coverage been good to go Hmm. You still have like that hardwired connection don't you uh I mean
0: there's a few reasons why I pre- I mean it's not just about hardwired it's it comes down to like nat like nat too like uh, you know wireless solutions like t-Mobile's home internet starlink Verizon's home internet I believe they use I think the term is cJ uh, cG Um, without getting super nerdy um, it can cause issues with like VPN clients uh, obviously I game Latency inherently on wireless solutions just is not going to be as good. It's just too variable over yeah. like a properly maintained hardware connection. And lastly, uh, you saw the picture I showed you with my Ubiquiti Dream Machine Pro and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to use like if I had a if I was using like Verizon's home internet solution, I'd have to use their provided like router I slash. See what I see
1: you're saying. you're saying. So Dennis, you're a, you're a power user. I think that's fair to say. You're an internet power user, but I think for a lot of people. Horizons 5G home internet is becoming uh, a viable option, a better option, and uh, I think we should just kind of quickly go through some of the specs here. It's truly unlimited, no throttling, uh, I it's probably deprioritized, do, you, do we know about that? Uh, I don't know for certain, but I would assume. I would assume so, that's probably like network management, they typically have to do that, uh, and it's... Pretty decent speeds if you're in a millimeter wave coverage site, which again will be linked in the show notes, video description is in the chat. You're averaging max download speeds, one gigabit per second. Typical speeds, 300 megabits per second. That's I think on, that's perfectly To perfectly emphasize, fine. that is on millimeter wave, though. Just to emphasize, emphasize on millimeter wave. Is this available on Nationwide? Oh, God. On, no, on LTE it is. Oh, on LTE. Okay. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Those poor customers. I mean, This needs using it on LTE. Okay. I think that probably is a location by location situation mm. then. I think the congestion would be challenging the cost, some markets. What is cost, by the way? Cost is, it's actually pretty decent. So they're matching T-Mobile with some caveats. It's $50 a month for Verizon customers with qualifying mobile plans. Again, a little bit of a nudge to get customers onto those more premium unlimited plans. If you don't have one of those qualifying plans, you're looking at $70 a month. But what's nice is, is taxes and fees are actually included. I think this might be one of the only there's, Verizon products.
0: There's no tax on internet at all. Oh, Internet's well. a non tax like whenever you see tax on your internet bill, that's only if you were renting equipment. But if you own your own stuff, like I have my own modem. When I when it says fifty nine ninety
1: nine, I literally pay fifty nine ninety nine. There's no tax wow. on internet. So that makes a lot of sense. Verizon Verizon themselves are not taxed, and so they can't tax uh, customers in that way. I actually
0: think there's a law that was passed in regards to that, but I won't get too into that. Yeah, Sorry. yeah,
1: that, that makes sense. Um, and they are they have, quote-unquote, cool freebies. Uh, customers get a free Stream TV device. I'm not actually sure what that is. They're getting Discovery Plus for an 12 months.
0: It's an Android. It's basically a Google Google Chromecast. It's okay. like an Android TV.
1: Uh, Discovery Plus for 12 months, Sling TV for two months, And new customers also get a Samsung Chromebook 4 on us, so they can work, learn, and stream smarter, right from home, all with the power of 5G ultra wideband. Verizon will cover up to $500 in early termination fees for customers who are leaving, and you get $100 off your bill for a limited time. Get $100 of credit towards your bill when you buy a 5G home internet uh, device online. And yeah, just some good freebies. Good freebies, good perks, and good benefits. Uh, how, I mean, how do you think this compares with T-Mobile? Is it better? Is it is T-Mobile? Oh, definitely. We got a hands down, definite, no hesitation. Oh yeah, no, it's. I mean, we already talked about this. Like yeah, T-Mobile
0: is yeah. like a beta product. Like they've went through two gateways, each having their own unique problems with the Nokia one and the LTE one. Uh, our good friend Austin on the show told us about how if you reset the thing, it loses all its settings that you configured for the router. Like definitely a more well fleshed out product. Uh, and the freebies are also definitely better. I mean, the Chromebook, you know, it's not a power laptop, but it's totally useful. I mean, have you ever used a Chromebook Stetson? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're Yeah, I mean, they're not bad, right? They get the job done, they're perfect. You're banging away at an article, or I don't know, watching YouTube, doing what people do, perfect. And, and, the sh- and the free stream thing, like I said, it's
0: literally just a box that has Android OS on it, which you know me, I love Android OS, so sign me up. And then uh, Sling TV, I mean, hey, you like live channels? Sling got a good selection. Cool. And uh, what was the last thing you said that was a perk? Oh, $100 credit towards your bill? So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And they covered the other termination fees. I don't think T-Mobile does that. So all across the board, definitely a better offer. Uh, I don't know if it's worth $70, though.
1: Yeah, I think 50 is much more reasonable. I mean, you'd probably want to go with a wired connection if you're paying $70 bucks a month. And I mean, I at was, seventy bucks, like at seventy bucks a month, you could get legit gigabit internet. Like, yeah, I mean, it depends on your location, but yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like, there's yeah. no way I would get that. I just want to see. Do we know what the gateway costs? Um, do you have to buy the gateway? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's kind of what I was trying to see. Uh, the I thought it was a I, rental. I thought it was a I, rental. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just like because I think T-Mobile just includes it. Like, you just get it and you return it when you're done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a rental
0: piece of equipment that's included in the price. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
1: We'll we'll go with that with probably like an eighty to ninety percent confidence rating. That is Verizon Home Internet. Dennis, what else do we have on the show today?
0: Well, I want to ask you, Stetson, real fast. If Verizon had
1: a millimeter wave site outside your door, would you sign up for the Verizon Home Internet? I feel like I'd have to try it, you know? And it would it would depend on the price. So I'm in a Verizon family plan with, of course, a friendly fellow I met on Reddit. As one does and if i'm in there and it's 50 bucks a month and i'm getting millimeter wave like gigabit per second speeds down i would probably consider it uh the struggle would be the upload and what that performance is and that would potentially be the deal breaker for me i'm considering testing out t-mobile as well I love trying these kind of things. I feel like with a cell phone based channel, it makes sense. And again, with the included plan, if my Reddit fam was okay with it, 50 bucks is totally, like it's lower cost than what we're paying now. So I'd, I'd be okay with the savings.
0: I'll tell you where this would be a good fit for power users. It wouldn't be a good primary connection, but I could totally see it being used as like a backup connection. Like okay. you got your Ubiquiti Dream Machine Pro, you know, you got your, your main WAN port for your fiber connection or your, you know, your home, you know, fixed solution. And you plug that in as a secondary connection, go into the go into the router they provide to turn off the DHCP and stuff like that. So your Dream Machine Pro does all the networking. I can see it as a good backup fallback connection, especially since it yeah. has a backup battery inside.
1: I believe, right?
0: Doesn't it come with a backup battery?
1: Uh, we need to talk with the subject matter expert. I mean, we're gonna have to consult with Snead on that one. We do have updates, though. Verizon, or excuse me, Carlos. S. Tech, shout out to Carlos, is saying Verizon includes the modem in the cost of the price. We have 100% confirmation on that. And millimeter wave upload speeds are typically around 100 megabits per second. Honestly, I upload a lot of content. I would want a little bit faster speeds. I think if I gave it a try, though, and it was 50 bucks, I'd honestly probably be okay with it.
0: I mean, honestly, Stetson, if you had 100 meg upload, I don't think you're gonna notice that much of a difference, to be honest. I think
1: you're right. I mean, I do back up a lot to Google Drive and it's nice and satisfying when that goes very quickly, um, but I think you're 100% correct, Dennis. Like For our streaming of the podcast, for the after show, for uploading videos to YouTube, social media, I, I wouldn't mean, notice a difference. Dude, just to, just to run the point home, I'm oh my talking God. to you
0: with 10 megabits per second
1: upload. Dennis is on 10 megs right now. I think you look great, Dennis, so <laughs> I'd be fine. I'd yeah. be fine. Uh, and yeah, let's kind of round this show off. I think one more thing we wanted to touch on here that this caught me by surprise and the truth is I didn't see it until I was researching for the show. Headline reads, Verizon is your home for the best entertainment now with Apple Arcade and Google play pass on us. This was announced on June, excuse me, May 24th, 2021. And, um, yeah, they kind of outline what Apple Arcade is. I'm trying to see like what's included. Like how is this Okay, to choose the perfect It looks like it's included with one of their qualifying plans.
0: It's included with the uh Get
1: More. Oh my and god. Play more. Yeah, it's um it's actually I think just Play More is what I'm seeing now. Are you seeing it for Oh, it's on Get More. That's my mistake. I don't know, Dennis. How do you feel? So, Apple Arcade is included for twelve months on Play More. Google Play Pass for twelve months on Play More. Get More is also just twelve months. Like, it's not actually included included anywhere. What are your thoughts? What What's the feels on this? You have mean, a
0: shrug. I mean, it's another perk, like Discovery Plus. Like in the same vein that Discovery Plus, is like, eh, it's free. You know, I took it and I started watching like Mythbusters on it. Like, okay, Apple Arcade But like <laughs> Whoop do you do, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't game on my phone. Like like I game, but I game on my PC, keyboard, mouse, right? Like if I'm out and about, I'm probably busy getting my phone blown up with text messages from you or work or whatever else. I don't got time to play on my phone, nor is that the experience that I want. And mobile games that I'm aware of are stuff like Flappy Bird. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think Dennis, no. I think the truth is, I'm speaking for myself here. Maybe you resonate a little bit with this. I feel like I just kind of outgrew Apple Arcade. Like it didn't come at the right time for me. If I was in high school right now, this would be a dream come true. Okay, Apple Arcade games, I've heard they're actually pretty nice. They're well made. Some indie developers putting a lot of time and thought and love into them. And if I was in high school, we'd have like a 30 to 45 minute drive to school. We're not going very far, but with all the stops, it just takes a while. So I could be gaming on there. We had breaks during the day at free periods. Everyone would whip out. It was their iPod touch at the time and be gaming on that. So and then on the ride home, if I was in high school, I think this would be sweet. Right now, I actually do have Apple Arcade Plus. Is it Arcade Plus? No, just Apple Arcade. And I'm like, I've never even opened one of the games, so for me, this isn't a big W. Do you think this is gonna get people to upgrade? Uh, I,
0: if someone upgrades because of this, I would question their rationale behind it <laughs> because, like, we always make. Uh, let me rephrase that. If they watch our channel and upgrade because of this, I would really question if they actually watch us because, like oh there's just so many better ways to do it like we talked about all the great prepaid plans on verizon right like there's way better options out there and if you really want that apple play or whatever it's called there's cheaper ways to do it like i don't think this should be your reason to upgrade to like a play more plan you should actually have a real benefit you have to be a power user someone that you need the priority data or something like this is
1: not this this is not it to me this kind of indicates that Verizon's service isn't selling the plans like they feel obligated to add more so people like want to get it for some reason. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, d- I disagree with that sentiment. Just you disagree. A, a you think bit. the plans like can still hold their own. I think that
0: Verizon's network can still hold their own. Like I said, when it comes to mindshare, Verizon still has that respect for the general consumer. And I think this is more to do with like T-Mobile shenanigans with like the Netflix on us and the other freebies they try to do. And in the same way, that AT&T's got the perk going on with HBO Max. Um, I mean, I honestly would rather them took that $6 or $5 respectively and put it into, say, more hotspot data or 1080p video streaming or some other perk that would identify that value. Um, But, I mean, look, any, any additional value to the consumer is great. I'm definitely not the target market you're not the target market. And most adults that are gonna be buying priority premium plans, I don't think are the target market. Like this would, this would be good for little Stetson when he was 12 if his parents decided to sign up for that plan. But like, I doubt Stetson's parents bought that plan because of that, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, this is just so funny to me. It's like, you know, you're comparing plans, you're like think, all right, what, like, what do I switch to? Oh, well, you know, I've got epic service, great fast speeds and performance on AT&T. Oh, oh, but Verizon. I'm getting the freebies. Like, I just hope people are not evaluating their cell phone plan purchase based on the included perks. Like, get the service that works for you, then get the perks separately. And these only—they only last a year. Like, they expire after a year, and then they're gone. I don't right. know. Just—I mean, Apple Music was better. Like,
0: like having Apple Music is definitely they, better. They
1: still do have that. And that is included with get more 6 months on play more 6 months on start unlimited.
0: And I also just say though, honestly like if I could if I could have Verizon scrap all their like perks at the moment, the way I would replace it is as follows. I would do the Hooli, Hooli,
1: Hulu 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 Dis,
0: Disney Plus ESPN bundle. That's definitely great. I do that's, love that. That's awesome. Uh and then under that, instead of having Apple Music I would do Spotify.
1: Oh, that would be
0: such a power move. And then and then that's all you need. Like, you do that, like, call it a day. Like, you got you got a lot more people that way. Those are
1: way more recognizable, usable things, in my opinion. Well, you know Verizon is in bed with Apple when Han Vesper gets up on the stage of the iPhone 12 announcement and does this whole 5G spiel. Like, there is some serious relationships going on there so can i just um yeah
0: i just want to say though um all all jokes aside because i I do see a couple comments like i only i only bust verizon shops a little bit but like in all sincerity to everybody that is listening and this is more direct about some of the comments i'm seeing no one should be picking their plan based off perks and i think the most important thing that it always comes down to is what coverage looks like in the places that matter to you first and foremost yeah then you look at the Sorry, then you look at the plan and making sure that it meets your needs. Then evaluate costs and perks are always just icing on the cake.
1: I 100% agree and support your statement, Dennis. I think the purpose of a cell phone plan is to provide connectivity. Like You want the plan to perform as a plan should. It's not a streaming service, it's not a gaming service, it's not your music or entertainment service. It is your connection to the world. You want that to be reliable. You want that to be fast and you want that to work for your needs. So, yeah, please get the plan that works for you. If you like the perks, great. If you don't get perks, fine. And I think hot take what the what the major carrier should do is like scrap the pre-assigned bundles, do what U.S. Mobile is doing and be like, hey, Pick your perk, we'll reimburse you for the service.
0: That is hands down the best, but it's never gonna happen. But here's a different hot take. I would love to see carriers offer a cheaper, ver- so for example, I wish AT&T would come out one day and be like, you know what? Instead of us charging $85 for unlimited elite, let's charge $60 and just subtract the perks. Just subtract the HBO Max. That's Interesting. 15, 15 bucks off right there, right? Yeah, and then what are the other perks with it right what are some other
1: things that we can whittle down that gets the cost down i feel like that would be really dope i i mean as someone who advocates and values more affordable plans i would love to see that but we all know the carriers are just trying to drive their average revenue per user up their arpu up they're trying to push people to these premium plans like we are getting these shoved down our throats the marketing is everywhere Free this, free that. Get your streaming on. Yeah, but it's so. never
0: it's never free. You're actually paying for it. Like, like that's the thing. Like, I mean, granted, I I've come out and said this on multiple occasions. I think AT unlimited leads the best unlimited plan, in my opinion. Like for the cost, the value, and everything that you get with it. Because I do like HBO Max. In my opinion, it's the best. Yeah, Magenta Max is also up there, right? But like, I think it would be interesting to see a reduced cost version of like this. Elite plan, you know, that doesn't have HBO Max
1: or I can't think of what else is in there at the moment. My brain is having like a moment, but it's like call blocking. Like, I'm not even sure what they would pare down. Exactly. HBO Max is the big one. Would HBO Max and these other perks feel like perks if there's an option of the plan that is just cheaper and doesn't include them? Like, wouldn't that make like, why am I? I'm just bundling it in with the service. Like I could just get them separate. and It would be the same price. I mean, I would take the opposite approach. Look at old school cable industry. You know, they had bundle,
0: bundle, bundles galore with all these different T V packages and lines like that. And some of them had like Netflix included and some of them had HBO included. And it still felt it still felt good. And when you did like the you know, if you did the cost of buying like HBO Max separately, you end up still having like quote unquote savings. So I mean you could still spin it in that way. Like if the elite plan let's just say the elite plan with no HBO was only, say ten dollars cheaper, right? Yeah. Well, then, you know, if you were going to be someone that wanted HBO, then you're saving five bucks, right? You're getting the premium HBO. You know, you're saving five bucks. You could spin it in that light, but for the other people that don't want mumbling, they want that freedom to choose. It's a good extra option. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's definitely challenging, though, because, of course, Unlimited Extra comes in at 75, and that would be like, that would be Unlimited Elite without HBO. I don't know. I don't know. So I it mean, depends. Or they could just improve Extra. Get rid yeah. of the 40p standard definition cap. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think that's it, though. I think that's, that's what I got for the show. Dennis, do you have any hot takes or closing remarks? No hot
0: takes for this podcast, but stay tuned for the after show where we will be talking and answering a lot of your
1: questions and everything will be extra spicy. Absolutely. Thank you everyone who joined us today. I want to thank the Patreon supporters who are supporting us. If you're interested, you can check out the link in the show notes. We really do appreciate it. Extra perks, behind the scenes content. You get to vote on the next video that comes out and you get the ad-free version of the podcast. Uh, I want to thank people who are currently supporting us. And if you're interested, again, check that out. Either way, that's going to be it. I'm Stetson. And I'm Dennis. And we look forward to talking to you in the next one and in the after show. So stay tuned for that. Peace. Peace. Hey everyone, the intro for this episode got cut out. StreamYard was having a problem linking up with YouTube. So this is now the third time uh, recording the intro to this podcast. But in this episode, Dennis and I talk about Verizon's free uh, 5G phone deal. And what that promotion is, we talk about their 5G network, how they're expanding millimeter wave coverage. And we even talk about uh, some other aspects of ranking the 5G networks as they stand today, T-Mobile versus Verizon versus AT&T, where we see them going in the future, and more. I hope you enjoy, and it's going to jump in because of the uh, weird cut, but here you go.
0: Uh, to get people like upgrade into 5G cable phones that's been going on, which is sort of like a, a slap of what T-Mobile's been doing, uh, and we're also going to be discussing uh, just about other topics that have been coming out in regards to Verizon today.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good show. Lots of Verizon news. That was pretty much what was hyped this week. And I think we should kind of dive right into it. The the first big story. Okay, Verizon hyped this up, Dennis, I know you're you had a full schedule, your days were packed. But what Verizon did is they hyped up an announcement. They said something exciting is coming, coming on Tuesday. Okay, great. You know, edge of my seat waiting for it. I was messaging Sneed, trying to get the download on what was happening, and the news came out. And it was an announcement Verizon had made literally months ago. So on March 31st, okay, uh, the day before April 1st, this was kind of Verizon's marketing ploy. You broke your phone, so Verizon is breaking the rules. Uh, The promotional text reads, for the first time ever for new and existing customers, trade in your cracked or water-damaged phone and get up to $1,000 off our best 5G phones with a port in and select unlimited plans. And they did hashtag that's no joke because it was April Fools when they launched this campaign. And that, Dennis, brings us to the exciting news this week and and that was, uh. The exact same thing, actually. Um, if you traded in a broken device, you could get a 5G phone for free uh, on their unlimited plans. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, that's that was basically it. Well, you know what they say, Stetson? If it ain't
0: broke, don't fix it. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a crazy good promo. Like it's literally the best. Pro- it's literally one of the best promotions going on right now, in my humble opinion, and and I personally believe it's way better than what T Mobile is doing, where they're giving out like the Samsung Galaxy, what is it, A twenty three or something like that. So I'm all on board for what Verizon's is doing. I'm glad they brought it back. Hopefully, it's here to stay. I think it's a really clever way to get people on five G. Uh, I do. Um, I do wonder, though, uh, how important this is going to be, seeing as, you know, at the moment, Verizon still doesn't really have that much 5G coverage. I mean, they got their low-band NSA, but as we saw in your testing, I mean, I would argue that's actually worse performance than just being on LTE with Verizon.
1: Oh, 100%, Dennis. I mean, there's there's a couple things going on here. One, we have the head-scratcher. Like, why does Verizon want people on 5G if they're going to have a worse experience because it's literally going to be slower? And for my testing and usage, I'm not actually sure if the iPhone is switching between LTE and 5G based on speed. Like It should know LTE is faster, but I still feel like it's always on 5G. I mean, did you see the
0: the support article that Verizon put out where they should have said, like, yo, go to your settings
1: and turn off 5G? I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, what a day for Verizon. Like, oh, you want better battery life and better performance? Literally turn off 5G on your new 5G phone. So I don't know. That's a little bit of a head scratcher. As we know, we talked with Roger Etner from Recon Analytics, and he did mention that transmitting data over 5G technology is cheaper for the carriers than transmitting over LTE so I'm thinking maybe Verizon is trying to amp up the number of 5g subscribers on their network so that they it is a little bit more affordable and cost-effective what are your thoughts on this does this make any sense at all true but I think the
0: timing is a little bit wrong like if I was in Verizon's shoes I'd be trying to push on for this for next year After I have C-band deployed, right? And when more phones come out that support C-band in those various frequencies, right? Right now, it's kind of an odd time to do it. I think Verizon is more so doing this to please stockholders, or excuse me, shareholders, um, and trying to drive growth because they've been having quarter after quarter of net losses for post-paid subscribers. And I think this is more of a, I think this is just more about trying to get more subscribers and, two, to do that mission of getting people off those old limited data plans and onto their more higher paid unlimited plans that they're trying to sell because remember they did
1: say select unlimited plans which is basically play more get more that's correct that's correct i think you i want to say you may be eligible on starter but i just could be wrong about that i'm trying to see I'm
0: here like 95 percent sure that Starter doesn't qualify
1: yeah because they typically do want so um Let's see, let's select unlimited plans. Yeah, the terms and conditions are kind of buried. I would have to take some time to read the fine print here. But to clarify what the promotion is, okay, uh, Dennis, let's say you are a new customer, right? You're you're not signed up for Verizon right now, is that correct? Me? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have Verizon. No, all right, so you could, you could qualify as a new customer. Dennis, if you wanted to, uh, what you're looking at, new customers, you can add a line and you can buy one 5G phone and get another up to $1,000 off, which is kind of a buy one get one. If you're switching, you can get up to $1,000 off when you switch and trade in your old or damaged phone. That's a little bit more appealing to me because uh, you know you can literally buy a phone off of Swappa for less, get basically a free iPhone 12 or uh, a huge discount on an iPhone 12 Pro, and then you know get get those credits and it looks like the credits are applied over it's it says either 24 or 30 months so yeah i mean it it ain't it, it
0: i mean this is a great thing that they're doing like again i think it's a stellar promotion they should definitely keep it around and i can definitely seeing it be a win for a lot of consumers that are out there i am just not the targeted demographic i mean we've openly stated i do not like financing Right. Yep. Yeah. I especially do not like trying to take advantage of these deals. I mean, just think about all the promos that AT and T's done in the past, and your billing nightmare experience that you have. Verizon, I guarantee, would be no different with trying to chase those gift cards. In fact, on the topic of gift cards, a little off topic, but FiOS customer, right? I'm chasing out my free uh, my free streaming TV box that's supposed to be given to me, and my hundred dollar Visa card for getting gigabit internet. So if that's my
1: experience
0: not trying to dabble with Verizon and get locked into a 30-month contract. with I mean, that's really what it is. It's basically being in a contract.
1: They're like, hey, switch to our service. We'll give you a new phone. And they're basically using the high margins on their cell phone plan to cover the cost of the phone. And because it's a 24-month or 30-month agreement, you're getting locked in for two years at a minimum. uh, Likely two and a half years, it sounds like. Um, and then, I don't know, if you're a Verizon customer, it works for you. What are you likely to do? Purchase the next phone, upgrade, stay with them, stay a customer, maybe add more lines. Uh, and I will add, this is available for existing customers. The deal just isn't as good. So you can buy one, get one, $1,000 off. That's decent if you wanted to upgrade a couple lines. Um, and you can save up to $700 when you trade in your old or damaged phone. So. What I like about Verizon's deal is that it's eligible for newer phones like the iPhone 12, iPhone 12 mini, uh, iPhone 12 Pro, and Samsung's Galaxy S21 series of devices, which is way better than what T Mobile's offering, their Galaxy A32 5G. Like, that's not going to give the screaming, fast performance I think some of our audience and listeners are looking for. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Dennis, who do you think this deal is for, and who do you think Verizon is targeting? Like, is this. I mean it's literally a, a rip and copy off of T-Mobile's playbook. Are they targeting T-Mobile customers, AT&T customers? Who do you think they're targeting here?
0: I think it's a retention method. Okay. I think it's a retention method. Like I said, I think it's to get people onto the unlimited plans to please their shareholders and try to stop the bleeding, right? They're trying to and they're that,
1: trying to put band-aids on as opposed to like I don't know, bringing in new customers. This is this is retention over acquisition. And, I mean, I think there is some
0: acquisition play here. I mean, if you think about it, if you broke a phone on T-Mobile, right, they're not going to accept it as a trade-in, right? And, you know, you want a nice new premium phone. This is a good solution. You might be convinced. I mean, in the mo- when it comes to, um, you know, mindshare, right, like of your average day consumer, Verizon still has a very well-renowned reputation for having the best network, right? They have kind of still have that going for them. So I do think it's also to try to acquire new customers. Um, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think it's good. Like I said, I hope it sticks around. I hope it does. Be I hope it is successful for Verizon so that it su- that it stays around, and I hope that carriers like AT and T take note and do something similar. And I hope that T Mobile. You know, comes out with their cheesy marketing and talks about how they're amping up their, you know, their uh, whatever they're calling this like free line deal and, and dos the same thing because this is better. I like the fact that Verizon gives you the choice instead of forcing a specific phone on you, which is nice. And uh, I think it's an overall good deal.
1: Overall um, good deal. Um, yeah, I think next thing I want to talk about... Uh, well, we have home internet being offered in more cities. Quickly, in the same article, uh, Verizon actually touched on their upgrades to the 5G network. So they, they launched in some more cities. Were you able to to see this kind of lower down on that that article? Yes. I think it's, yes. it's pretty nice. So what did they do here? So they, they
0: added, it looks like they added ultra wideband um, into 75 more cities, 13 airports, and 60 plus stadiums and arenas um and they're saying that their 5g nationwide now covers 230 million
1: pops across (laughs) 2700 cities those poor people oh man so i don't know what how do you think verizon's 5g build out is going um in terms of low band and millimeter wave yeah i guess yeah What, what do you think is the status of verizon's 5g network right now dennis
0: i think if you live in a place like sneed you're living that good life Verizon has
1: the millimeter wave it's it's great right we we just got to all move to the CLE you know party at Sneed's house I think you know he's got a family bakery or something so we can all uh live there but yeah I mean and in places where they were able to deploy
0: um not C-Ban what was the other one uh c what was the other CBRS CBRS thank you and places where Verizon has CBRS on LTE also living that good life like the CBRS performance that Verizon's been able to eke out is definitely comparable to like what we're seeing from N41 on T-Mobile. So you're living the good life there. Uh, in other places where you have like the 5G low band, uh, not so not so great.
1: Uh, I wouldn't want to be on that, that network. Yeah, it's definitely tricky. Do you think the low-band 5G experience will improve as more and more customers take advantage of this trade-in deal and promotion and actually get 5G devices and start using the 5G network? I think it's going to get a
0: lot worse.
1: Because, oh my God, it's going to be the same small slice, but even more congested with more people. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I don't think low-band 5G gets better until we go standalone 5G on low-band. And even then... It comes back down to skinny channels or skinny channels. Like, you've seen what N71 5x5 looks like here, because that's what T-Mobile's doing. It's not great. It's terrible. Now, if Verizon came out and deployed, say, a 15x15 chunk, okay? Yeah. Of band, what, 17 is what they use, I believe, B-Block. And they were like, here, we got 5 chunk standalone. I think it would be great. I think... I'm not saying you're going to get insane speeds, but because of the inherent nature of standalone five G, I think your latency is going to be really low, like ten millisecond. I think you're going to get usable speeds, like fifteen to maybe forty megabits per second down, and maybe like ten megabits per second up, which is still plenty usable. And uh, I think the overall coverage that comes from that uh, is also going to be good. I think you're going to get some, you know, better coverage out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think those are great points, Dennis, and. I think we really just got to wait with Verizon. Like they're they're starting to build up hype. I think when they launch C band is when we'll really start to see their five G network, uh, hopefully take off. Like that's that's what I'm rooting for. I'm I'm holding my breath for C band, waiting for I'm that a, to be.
0: I'm a hundred percent confident that Verizon is going to do C band right. Just off the very fact that
1: they're outspending everybody. <laughs> um, you know I'm down with that and. I think, I think Verizon's network will hopefully speak for itself. Um, and one uh, unique thing here is Verizon has a story. Let me uh, send it to you in the private chat here just so you can take a look. What's kind of nice is as the world is sort of opening up, right? Like I'm actually flying home end of this month, going home for the 4th of July holiday. I'm fully vaccinated. I know you also got your vaccine shot. So I feel like travel is opening up. Where are people going to be going to as the world opens up. They're gonna be going to airports. They're gonna be going to bus stations. Maybe they'll be going to stadiums. And Dennis, what do you think they're gonna find there? Fingers crossed. Millimeter Wave 5G. Millimeter Wave 5G. And hopefully, it's a great experience and they get that, that flavor, that sampling of what the true 5G experience can be. Maybe can they I, like it. Can I just say a hot take real quick? Yeah, Dennis, give me your hot take. I always love your hot takes.